I remember years ago when I was doing taking my degree in uh, English literature, I had learned and read somewhere that, um, actually I might have even learned it in a, in a lecture, that in the Middle Ages a lot of Christians, now this is very well could be a superstitious practice or there, maybe maybe it was a devotional practice and it was uh, legitimate and it was, it was okay. Maybe there's some kind of sense to it. I don't know. I'm not going to pronounce judgment on that, but um, it was sort of a practice that some medieval Christians did by way of trying to, to ward off the devil, and they would carry various scripture texts on their persons. Um, and one of them was like the famous Psalm, I think it's Psalm uh, 91, uh, where it talks about the snare of the fowler, and, the noon, and some translations will say the noonday devil. And So there were some of these texts that they would carry upon, like in their breast pocket, and it would like make sense, because they, they were like dealing with... Um, the, the scripture texts were dealing with the devil explicitly, okay? And how God gives us protection against demons and against the devil. But the other one, the, mo- the one of the most popular ones that would be carried ab- uh, around by the people would be the opening passage of the Gospel of John. And this was, this is a thing that's to ward off the power of the devil. Very interesting too, because this doesn't, this text, unlike all these other ones that they would carry around, does not explicitly really talk about the devil, at least in really obvious terms probably has to do with the darkness here. But I think what's going on in that mentality of, of the medieval Christians is that what we're dealing with is the mystery of the Incarnation, which is the, the most fundamental um, truth of our, of our holy religion. And it's what we're celebrating here in this Christmas octave, is God becoming one of us. Um, so we see in our first passages talk about the Antichrist, and so I'm thinking about the devil right now. Okay, so go go to the anti. Let's talk about the Antichrist. Um, what's the uh, what's the gist of the Antichrist here? Saint John is is writing to a community um, that has been dealing with false doctrine, uh, heresy. Okay, what what's the heresy that's being dealt with? Um, from other other sources from the second century, the tradition has it that. Uh, John was in conflict with a man by the name of Serinthus. And Serinthus was what's known by scholars as a, as a Gnostic, or at least his doctrine was drawing from Gnosticism. The idea here with Gnosticism, it's kind of complex, but the idea here really is that God for the Gnostic is so transcendent of creation, he doesn't really have anything to do with creation. So their understanding of Jesus was more of like Jesus came into our midst more as an appearance than as reality. He really didn't become incarnate. So it was really it's a fundamental denial of the incarnation that's part and parcel of Gnosticism and that, that John is condemning here as and calling it the spirit of Antichrist. So we have this affirmation of the incarnation, which the medieval Christians thought was, was the remedy against the devil. And then we've got this kind of satanic conspiracy that's trying to corrode and corrupt and undermine the faith uh, by its denial of the incarnation. So the incarnation is very, very important. Um, last night I, I was having a conversation with one of my brothers and we're talking about, he was mentioning the Constitution and how, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of wisdom in the founding fathers of the Constitution. Um, and also in the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson talking about nature's God, the laws of nature and nature's God. And that's really key. The spirit of Antichrist and the devil in general, what he wants to undermine is not so much belief in God, 
but really actually a belief that God's creation is a means by which we can know God and a means by which we can um, grasp ethical truth. So today this is manifesting itself very widely in um, the idea that the human ego essentially is detached from nature and is really basically we can take nature in particular our own bodies and do with them as we want. So if you're a man, well that doesn't mean anything. If you're a woman, it doesn't mean anything. Biological givens, it, all of those things are, are not important. Um, what really important is what you want to do. So it's just the pure will uh, detached from any kind of um, normativity grounded in the natural world. That's really what we're dealing with here. And so, because you can talk about God all day long, you know, you can, the devil can bring God into the picture all day long. But once you start talking about, well, but God created you this particular way, and it's not in your own interest, and it's bad for you to be doing X, Y, or Z with your body, and that's where people stop. No, 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 I don't, that's not my God. I don't believe in that God. God wants me to, you know, be happy, and so then they define happiness by doing what they just simply want to do. So what happens is that the, it's the primacy of the human will, regardless of the norms that are given to us by nature, and we don't have a choice about these things. Okay, um, and that's really the kind of the satanic conspiracy that undermines um, the truth and true religion, and it can do it in the name of God. Um, you can bring lots of spirituality into all of this if you want, and, and the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist, does in fact do that. So, but we, as as true Christians, what we believe is that when God became a man, He affirmed cre creation, He affirmed nature, He embraced it, and uh, He He didn't just come amongst us as like an appearance but he really became one of us, and he revealed to us, as the Second Vatican Council says, and as I, as I say quite a bit in my homilies, he revealed to us not only God, but he revealed to us man. He revealed to us what it really is to be a human being and how to live as a human being um, and what's truly inhuman and what's truly human. Uh, that's, the, that's the mystery we celebrate. That's the divine punch that knocks the devil out um, and... And uh, this is what Christmas, this is one of the main things that Christmas is actually all about.